The Six Pointer Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Six Pointer Podcast. This is the post-match reaction to Crystal Palace's 2-0 victory away at Sheffield United. Recording this on a Sunday evening, so we've had a bit of time to dissect, uh, digest and think about yesterday's performance. Uh, And as always, we are active on social media and all the platforms across Instagram, Twitter uh, and your favourite podcast. (laughs) The guys are making me laugh with these reactions. Your favourite podcast streaming service. Don't forget to subscribe to Six Points of Podcast on there to catch us as soon as these pods come out. And I'm sure you'll be getting pinged straight away tonight on your Sunday evening in your build-up to the working week ahead. And everyone's downloading it ready for next week. Uh, As always, I'm your host, Matthew. Doing a terrible job of it, as always. Uh, joined by my brother, Luke. Luke, how are you? Good, mate. Good. It's, it's nice, even 24 hours after Palace getting three points. Uh, still enjoying it, mate. So, yeah, very well. How are you? Very good. I'm good, thanks. How are you, Kev? I'm good, mate. You're very excited tonight, which really pleases me. I think <laughs> we should do. I think we should do a pod after 24 hours every time because this is this this could be a new a new way forward for us. But yeah, all good, mate. I had a good day, so uh, looking forward to doing this and hopefully having a bit of fun with everyone. Good look. Well, I, I really enjoyed the game yesterday. I really really enjoyed mm. it. I thought Palace were great. Um, I, I, I thought it was a good game. It could and should have been more than more than two 0 right? Um, it's always nice to come away with a victory and it's one of those banana skin games isn't it where you kind of you're hoping that Palace um, you know use use their um, you'd, you'd, you'd hope uh, you know higher higher quality of players uh, and the like and the league position obviously shows shows that to, to sort of overpower Sheffield United but it's never it's never uh, it's never a dead set is it it's always always um, in doubt with Palace <laughs> Palace are concerned as well um, but I thought from the off yesterday guys we we were really good couple of changes um, Gary Cahill comes back in and the one for me that I thought was a real um, changer uh, on our performance was Townsend coming in um, as well but I thought we started really strongly what was it 67 seconds Kev before the, yeah. before the goal and the way we yeah. were running I was going to say, Matt, there's nothing like a go in the first 67 seconds for us to actually set the tone and, and relax any, not that we would have had any nerves. I don't think we'd said, I think we'd all predicted that we would most probably hopefully go to Sheffield and, and win for the reasons you've already outlined, really. But there's there's nothing better than, you know, seeing Eze get the ball straight away, run at them and do what he did to, to create the opportunity for Christian. So, you know, as you say, we, we've been on the back end of conceding a couple of early goals. So it's nice for us to do it and take it to them. And um, I don't want to say it was workmanlike because it wasn't, but we never, I don't ever, I didn't feel in any danger yesterday from that first 67 seconds. And I thought it was a very accomplished performance. And I know we'll come on to it later, but I think from memory, from what they said at one point, the stats came up from Sky. I think it's the most shots we've had in a game this season. So I thought we were totally dominant and the second goal we deserved. You know, let's be honest. And and we were very, very comfortable. Very, very pleased. Luke? Yeah, I think on the lineup, Matthew, I think Stucky came in for Gyro, wasn't that the change? Because Andros started the last game, I think. I think that was the, that was the other for, change. Forgive but, me. Forgive me, you're correct, yeah. But Jeff, Stucky did really well as well. You know, he had a great run down the left-hand side there for, for a cross for Christian Benteke that... I don't care. That's goalbound if Aaron Ramsdale doesn't put out an absolutely outstanding save there, who I felt had a, had a really good afternoon as well. But yeah, far from the start, you say 60 seconds, 67 seconds, was it? Eze doing exactly what he did, you know, in the home fixture, picking it up just inside the half there and, and really creating something. And he seems to have, 
Sheffield United's number, doesn't he, in that sense that he did it a few times throughout the game as well as earlier in the season. And you have to question some of the defending there from Sheffield United lads, some of them we just let him bypass him. But, you know, it's, it's great to see him carrying the ball really well. And he was, you know, one of the key differences yesterday. Eze was absolutely fantastic. He was bubbling off from the start. Tekkers, I thought, also was absolutely fantastic. Um, although I disagree with his post-match interview, I think that if that shot doesn't get deflected um it's it's not it's it's uh it's yeah not going in so he said it was going in anyway <laughs> mm. so let's talk about the first goal then because we said it came very early and, and, and it did didn't it you know it's very unlike Palestine to get an early goal and, and set the tone for what the game then became but you know I think Townsend does well doesn't need to win it in the middle of the park later to Eze who carries it um, and, and Benteke finds himself in space, and I think you're. I think you're right, Luke. It's not the best shot in the world, uh, and the deflection kind of sends it instead of across the keeper, sends it back across the goalkeeper, doesn't it, from the defender? And I don't know whether he's kind of trying to get himself across it, or he's just in the wrong place at the wrong time. I, I but yeah, it, it bobbles in, and, and we're one nil up, and it's a it's a good start. But I, I thought, despite that goal from the off, we were really really positive in our, in our play and going forward, and it felt like the the sort of the midfield. Uh, I guess it was five, right? If if we're counting Wilfred now or four, if we're not, but that that midfield just just was was sort of up and at him and really ready to go at Sheffield United, Kev. Yeah, absolutely. I I, th- I think you've called it bang on, Matt. I mean, we, we'll come on to it again. We've talked a lot about Eze on the pod over the year. You know, some real good stuff and some where obviously we've said where there's been slight dips every now and then. But we've talked. I've talked a lot as well. I use the word glide. He just. there's very few footballers who you see look so comfortable in the ball as they go past players. And you're right, Luke, he seems to have got Sheffield's number, but for him to do that, you know, take on almost two or three players and then play a beautiful ball into Christian, let's be honest. And, uh, you know, he looked as though he was really enjoying himself, you know, smile on his face. He did brilliant with the Mm -hmm. second goal, which we'll come on to as well. You know, I think if he hasn't got the belief, he doesn't go on and do that run, which then gets another deflection. But it was just lovely to see. And I think when he's in full flow doing that, it's just it's just a joy to watch as a footballer. And I think, you know, it's going to make, what is it, 16 million to rise into 20 million. It's going to look like a steal because I think next season we're really going to see this young man really, you know, Luke often talked early on. He need, you know, that first season, let's not forget, he was playing in the championship, doing very well. He's come up to the Premiership, looks class. I think he's now starting to find his measure and the consistency he needs, and he's going to go on and be very good. Now, yeah, I appreciate we're talking about Eze, but I thought the whole midfield was very solid. I thought Luca was very, very good yesterday in what he did as well. I just thought, as you said, Matt, we looked very, very solid. And actually, sometimes you just have to say, do you know what, to a man... I thought they were very, very good. Very good. Luke? On the Luca point, there was a bit in the first half where Luca trapped back, dispossessed his man and then sort of walked away with the ball and he was just sort of like that commanding figure and then he sprayed it out wide. So you think that, yeah, that's 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 Luca in his prime. You know, that's what that's what we need to see him do, you know, more consistently. And he, and when he does that on his day, he's absolutely fantastic. As he was yesterday, I think he had a... And he's doing a bit more a now, long... Luke, isn't he? He's come back again, yeah. isn't he? He's, 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 fight... he's almost playing... Sorry to interrupt. He's almost playing his way back into form again. And he's starting to be that Luke of old again, I think. He's starting to come yeah. back there. I had, had a chance in the first half as well. I think it might have flipped out for him for a corner. He drove it back in. I think Schlappy or Townsend or someone might have had a, a shot from, from close range from about the six-yard line. But um, yeah, Luke, I thought, was, was, was very good yesterday as well. Um, like I say, struggled to finally fall in the, uh, the midfield, you know, especially 
mentioning Andrews Townsend, who always puts in you know the legs up and down there, um, almost playing as a wing back at times. I thought I thought Town. I mean, I mentioned Townsend at the start, and I'm I'm you know yeah, hands up, I got it wrong. But uh, for me, he was brilliant. I mean, Eze, I think was a sky gave him man in the match. I think that was mm. absolutely right. You know, I felt that he he's really kind of switched up a gear um, in the particularly in the past few weeks. And, and he's now more consistently providing the performances, um, some of which we saw last last year, um, and, and a, a bit in, in, in spits and spurts at the start of the season. And that consistency is what he needs to push on and be the Palace's new wilf, right? That's kind of what we're, we're hoping he's going to he's going to come to. And I think more consistency in the performance like um, Saturday is absolutely where he needs to be. And I thought he, you've got one of you guys said glides. I, I think he did really glide with the ball. Yesterday, he seemed to be going with confidence, with prowess, and I, I thought he was absolutely brilliant. But yeah, Andrus Townsend was fantastic as well. I also thought Sluffy was was a really, really big uh, positive, and obviously getting what seventy minutes or so that he did for the for the first time. And I, I think they said that on telly they said I didn't didn't spot this, but he he got injured against Sheffield United, so it's been a long time mm. actually for him to to be out and then come back and play. You know that that length of time. Um, so yeah, quite across the midfield, I thought really good. I thought Wilf we'll, we'll had a, a game, a positive game, nothing sort of uh, amazing out of the ordinary. Um, I thought Benteke did really well. He's getting himself in the right place um, at, at the right time. I know Hodgson in his post-match um, press interview spoke about this, about he's finally getting a run of games for the first time in about three seasons because of injuries and other things. Mm. And, and you do sort of tend to see this with Benteke and, and it always seems to be the end of the season um, or our time of the season he gets injured and then, and then we don't see it again so be interested to see what happens with him in the summer it, with the contract position yeah certainly man I mean, Tekas was brilliant just to you know I especially liked the bit um, in the second half where he robbed his man in defensive midfield and came through and had a shot which yeah. absolutely cannoned off the post but just going back to the you mentioned Wilf there. So Wilf had an interesting game because he created a couple of chances. I think one for Ayu in the second half where he jinked his way through to the box and put it on Ayu, who Sheffield United blocked really well. But his his obviously his position at the moment, he's been shifted out obviously a little bit further left. I wonder how happy is he? Or, or we saw, I think I spotted bits of frustration during that game yesterday with Wilf because I guess from his point of view, you've hit double figures, Premier League goals, being the main man up front. You know, this is your season really to, to, to shine if we think he's going to get this move in the summer. And now all of a sudden he's being shifted out and left. And do, do you think we saw a little bit of frustration from that yesterday, Kev? I must admit, Luke, I, I, I saw a little bit of frustration, but I didn't see anywhere near as much frustration as we had the week before, which I commented on the pod. So I thought he was a lot more controlled with his frustration um, in that context. So I don't think there was, for me personally, I didn't see it. I didn't pick up on it as much. Um, I think he was quieter. And, and I think you raise a, a, a very valid point. You know, I don't know how he feels about it. I, I just, I do wonder if, you know, Wilf's looking at it now, you know, obviously everything's very quiet at the moment around transfers and that and where we are. And I just wonder, not if not if the moment's passed, I know we've talked about this previously, but I just wonder if he's, I'm not hearing as much noise and therefore I'm thinking, you know, maybe he is comfortable. I'm not, I'm not saying he is, clearly don't know, but I just wonder if he just feels if, if you know, if there's possibly going to be a change at the top, is he, you know, is he comfortable with what, what might be coming? Who knows? Sorry, Luke. That's my. Well, I think the reason you're not hearing much noise at the moment, mate, is this he's just changed agents again. I think um, just in oh, time right. for the summer transfer window for him to get a. Well, I, I assume the agent's job is to get him a, a move. If not, Crystal Palace really need to be thinking about. Okay, do we 
you know, dive into our coffers and, and tie him down for a longer deal now. And mm. and that perhaps appeases Wilf by, by getting a bit more money. And, you know, he can be part of this new look Crystal Palace with Jimenez a sort of leading the line through the sort of the vast number of changes we're going to have in the summer. It's going to be an interesting one, isn't it? Because I think it's it feels to me like it's now or never for Wilf. If he's going to go, he has to go this summer. If not, you know, stay and be part of the project because there's going to be one hell of a rebuild in the summer, it feels like. Matt, your but take on that? But how, how many times have we had this conversation? I mean, it's one of those willy won't he, you know, I, 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 strong, I think I said before, I strongly don't believe anyone will pay the money that Palace want for him, um, which, which I think Palace kind of priced him out of the market in that respect. I think for us, we let him have the ups and downs. So we love, we love the ups and wax lyrical, but similarly, we're not too critical. We have the, we have the downs. And I think you saw the Man United move. You know, there's potentially more more of the downs now, you know, obviously the context and everything involved there, but he's kind of had a taste of that and there must be a doubt in the back of his mind because of that as well. Um, but I think a palace he's got, he is, he's the king of Crystal Palace, right? And we, we, we give him those days like, you know, yesterday he was okay, but he wasn't brilliant. If you pay £50 million for him, that's not okay, right? He has to be mm. fantastic week in, week out. So I, I do think there's some, something in there um, mm. in that. At some point, He's well, unless he's a one club club man for the rest of his career, which I'd be really surprised by. He's going to go at some point with the likes of Eze, you know, doing what he did yesterday. Is is now the right time for that? You know, would, mm. we, would, would we be so concerned? Whereas maybe we had no other option. And um, I don't know. For, for me, maybe the, the summer isn't the right time for Palace because of all the upheaval that we're expecting with the contract situation. But who knows, right? Who knows? Mm, it's football, yeah. it's Crystal Palace and, and you know, never had to call it. But but yeah, it, it, it's it's another one of those ones that's never going to go away because all the time you've got players like him at, at sort of a, a now mid-table, mediocre, boring uh, <laughs> in Crystal Palace, which I will take every year, by the way. A cup run, and a cup run, mate, and a cup and run. A cup, a cup run thrown in and now for good, good measure. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, so yeah, we, we, we will see, um, as always. And I, I think you touched on it, Luke. I actually think Sheffield United goalkeeper Ramsdale deserves a shout. He was brilliant. Um, I like the Very fact good. he comes for the ball. He came for the ball on, on numerous corners and did really, really well. And considering Palace are a really big team as well, you know, yeah. they send the centre-backs up there and Benteke is not, not small, is he either? Um, uh, yeah, his, his confidence in, in coming was really good and, and I do wonder, you know, there has been rumours about Vinci and the interest in him. You know, is that an option for Palace to look at? I don't, I don't know about that, bro. I think Jack Butland's primed to, to take over if anything were happened to Vicente Guaita. I mean, look, I think isn't he just signed a new contract anyway? I don't think we'll be seeing him go anywhere anytime soon. But yeah, I've, I've been a big fan of Aaron Ramsdale since well last season. I, I know he got relegated last season with Bournemouth, but I thought he was very good then. And had it not been for him yesterday, you know, Sheffield United could have conceded four or five. And you know, I've not watched Sheffield United that closely this season. But I, if, if he's put in that sort of performance, then. It, you sort of have to worry how much worse uh, a position they could be in. They've lost 28 games now, which is, you know, unbelievable. Go on, Kev. Yeah. I think I was just going to say, actually, Luke, I think uh, Ramsdale has been, you know, clearly one of the standouts for Sheffield this season, generally. A bit like the West Brom goalkeeper. You know, it, it's a shame. Obviously, with the greatest respect, obviously, when you're in the team that's struggling, you know, the goalkeeper can sometimes be highlighted as someone who's done very well. And I think both of those goalkeepers have come out of a lot of credit this season. I mean, you've got to remember, Sheffield United only last season were ninth, you know, and they, they had a fantastic season. And it just goes to show how quickly things can change at this level. 
and again, I think that's another reason, you know, yes, we knew we've, you know, Roy quite rightly has been saying no one's really talked about relegation for Crystal Palace for most of this season because of where we've been. But we secured it yesterday, you know, still got four games to go. That's progress for Palace, whichever way you look at it at the moment. I think they said Roy Hodgson now is the longest serving Palace manager since the great Steve Koppel. You know, so I think we've got to look at, you know, look at what Sheffield done last year. You know, they've not changed a lot, but they've, with respect, have been found out second season, as a lot of clubs have. We are just about to start next season, our ninth season in the Premier League. And you know what? I think a lot of, you know, that was, I said earlier, it was workmanlike yesterday. It was more than workmanlike, but that was getting the job done. And Crystal Palace yeah. are a very, without being uh, complacent or arrogant, are a very, very well-structured Premier League side. Um, and there's not many teams that can say, there you go, we're just about to go in for our ninth season. And that that is, I think, to be celebrated, Luke. So it was just a point yesterday, because John Egan, the Sheffield United captain, played for Crystal Palace. Um, I think he played Two a couple games. of games. Bro, what, remind me, was one of those games, remember Pete Burrow away, the first game of the season, I think the 2011 season it might have been, we went to it, we were one up at half-time because Murray and Scannell played up front and it was a flick on from Muzza to Sean Scannell to score and then we conceded two in the second half. I don't know if that was the game that he played because I just remember having a, a very makeshift back four of people like Paul McShane and it was Tunchev that had from Leicester who, who I quite liked as well. But I wonder how many other Premier League captains have captained their team and played against Crystal Palace. I, I mean, in the Premier League, he's probably, probably, probably the only captain that we've faced an opposition team that's played for us don't you think I mean if you go back to the championship in other, other years there's, there's probably more maybe one for our listeners who can uh, who can do lots of stats and things like that maybe that might be quite interesting that's a great quiz question isn't it because yeah. Gary I Cahill like, Gary Cahill well, he, he, he played for Sheffield United but he didn't he didn't no no Gary them, Cahill no he played he captain Chelsea though didn't he and play against us and he plays for us now did he captain Chelsea against us? Oh, I don't know if he captained it against us. I thought you said, did he yeah. captain his side? Sorry, no, no, mate. No, no. This, I'm, is what I'm, I'm you, this is what happens, Luke, when you reach my age. You only hear part <laughs> of the question. So I apologise to our listeners for jumping in and getting that bit no, right. No, no, that's all, I, was, I was just thinking that is a good quiz, quiz question, isn't it? Because, I mean, how many players have Palace faced in the Premier League that have played for them and captained the team? Probably, I'd imagine that's probably the only one. And then, I mean, if you want to go into further in terms of just playing Crystal Palace competitive games, there'll probably be a few more. Mark Hudson is one I can think about. Obviously, Captain yeah, Charlton yeah. when he uh, last he left us. But um, yeah, sorry, I went off on a tangent there. Yeah, you did. But never mind. Did he captain Fulham? <laughs> <laughs> Joking. Cardiff? No, he didn't, did he? Uh, uh, Cardiff, he did captain Cam- Cardiff. He did captain Cardiff. Go. Yeah, you're right. There I don't know go. against us, but... Um, I don't know about us. More like Rock Hudson than Mark Hudson. Anyway, let's not go there. (laughs) Right, move on. Let's get back to this game. I'm not interested in talking about old captains. I want to talk about the team that are... The team of... No, 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 don't cut it. Don't cut it. We like, our listeners like it. We get we get notes when we leave silly notes in. Even I got picked up last week on how uh, you boys rip me to bits. And then when I try to rip you to bits, it, you know, gang up on me, you brothers. <laughs> we must be. talk about, we must talk about that later. No, let's not talk about Rotherham and Sheffield Wednesday and all that and who survived. Oh, let's no. just say Sheffield Wednesday, unfortunately, Derby survived. But what a game, anyone who saw that yesterday. Afterwards. I watched the last half an hour, mate. It was, it was gripping stuff. But, mayhem, yeah. mayhem. Anyway. Shame for Rotherham, shame for Rotherham. Yeah, there you go. So there while you, you two have been gas bagging away, I've checked <laughs> it. And, uh, John Egan played against Derby in the FA Cup. And I can't find oh, the other I'm, I'm well out of the game. So I think you're wrong, Luke. Yeah, I do think yeah. you're wrong. I think, I think it's, a bit, it's a bit earlier 
than you're thinking. Wasn't it 2012? No, it was, it was that season. I think it was that 20, season. 2012. All right. We're going to come back to this one. We're going to come back to this one. If not, I'm going to find the lineup. Pod. Well, he's going to create a break in the pod now, especially just to do this. While Kevin, oh, while okay. Kevin gets his cake as well. Um, so, <laughs> Pat, Pat, look, look, we've, we've touched on it. Um, I think we've talked about it a number of times. You know, we're, we're all really pleased about the performance. Uh, it was what we expected and hoped for. And, uh, you know, the prediction league, I think we're all, all still doing all right in that respect after this one. So no, no shocks there. I think what was nice, though, was to top it off, wasn't it, with the goal at the end, um, which is the kind of minutes to go with with Eze, you know, and, and rightly given his performance, getting on getting on the score sheet. I think he picked the ball up. And, and you know what? I'm going to give Gary Cahill the assist for, uh, for that ball out yes. back. Lo- lovely dink over the top to him. Um, and Eze picks it up. What he must be what thirty yards into our half? I don't know. He was he was way deep into our half, wasn't he? And just carries it and just keeps going and keeps going and keeps going, and 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 and, and you know finishes off cheering the cake, right? I was gonna say the best bit about that is I think he actually ran off the pitch as well at the same time. So not only did he run from inside our own half, he ran off the pitch, picked it up, and and did another great diagonal run. And yeah, look, his performance deserved. A goal yesterday, despite you know the, the the deflection. I think um he had a shot in the first half that just went past the post. It wasn't too dissimilar. It was almost like a mirror image of Andrus Andrus Townsend sort of um cutting in from the from the other side in the second half, wasn't it? Yeah. But yeah, he deserved his goal. That's for sure. It, it top, topped off a fantastic performance with Jose, and he is up there with Benteke for my man in the match yesterday. Yeah, I mean, all I was going to say, Luke, um, was exactly that. What what really pleased me about the run was he kept driving at him, and again, mm. he's one of the few players who runs as quick with the ball at his feet as he would mostly run in a straight line. He's just we talked about it being effortless. But what I really loved is he went. It was almost as if he got it in his head, I'm going to run at this and I'm going to take it on and I'm going to take it on. Because I thought he was either going to lay it off or, you know, do something else. So for him to then put that extra bit in the run and then get the shot off, I thought was brilliant. And no more than he deserved. And really, really pleased for him. And, you know, at the end of the day, football's about confidence. And, you know, when that young man is on fire, you know, as you say, yes, Will's our king, but... The prince is here, and he's and, he, and he's and he's waiting in the wings. And I think his apprenticeship has been fantastic this season. And I think I just can't wait to watch him next season. I can't wait. I I think you boys have possibly been able to secure tickets for the last game. I think, or you're trying to, aren't you? I cannot wait for Palace fans to get to watch that guy when you know everyone gets off their seat and everyone's looking because it's going to be very exciting next season. And whatever happens. I think it's going to be a good year for Crystal Palace next season. I'm very comfortable now with where we are and what we're looking to do. I talk about vivid memories. I, I think back to, to night games uh, when, when Sellers was a little bit sparsely populated when we were in the championship. And any time Wilf got the ball past the, the sort of the halfway line, you could hear the clatter of chairs in the Arthur as they all, or they all sort of hit, hit, hit back up because everyone stood up. <laughs> the chairs go. And that, that noise from Sellers, I've got in my head right now. So I, I'd, I'd love to obviously to see him in the flesh. And yeah, hopefully we'll be able to get to the Arsenal game and uh, six and a half thousand Palace fans are going to make yeah. one head of a racket if um, the 2,000 at Tottenham um, if there's anything to go by. It's uh, going to be an emotional day and hopefully 
you know, it will be the last chance, perhaps, that, that Palace fans will get to see uh, Roy Hodgson as manager as well. So let's hope that they uh, they give him a good send off as well. That'd be nice. So what, be like the old Balassi days with the runs, wouldn't it? Go on, Matt. Sorry. It's going to look look forward then to the to the game in the week, Southampton on Tuesday. So a quick turnaround for for this one. What, what are we looking for? Another positive performance to pick up from the weekend, right? Would you change anything? Personally, I wouldn't, bruv. It's going to be interesting to see Wilf versus James Ward Prowse again. That's always an entertaining spectacle. I'm not looking forward to it being an 8.15 kickoff or whatever the hell it is. Yeah, whatever. But no, I, I it would be nice if perhaps Tekkers isn't having a good game, as good as games he had yesterday, to perhaps see JPM come in and give him some game time. But from Roy's post-match interviews, I don't think he's going to be bloody in too many youngsters or, or, or messing around with it too much. I mean, let's not forget I think we're playing Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday now, I think, or Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Wednesday. So there's going to be some rotation in the squad. But personally, I, I wouldn't see any changes from the starting lineup, Kev. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I, I don't see the need to change it. As I said, I thought we were we were, we played very well at Leicester, didn't we, the other week? Uh, that first half was very good. But we were very, very good yesterday. I, I think he goes away and does exactly the same. You know, I think we were a bit different when we played Manchester City, but, you know, I, I'm comfortable when we go away. And, and I'm, I'm confident, Matt, I think you had said that you thought we might get something against Southampton. I, I, I can see us going there and getting a result against them. Um, I think they lost last night to Liverpool, didn't they? I think it was quite a tight game. But, you know, they've not got a lot to play for. You could argue that we haven't, but I think we've got momentum. And actually, you know what? I think we'll go up there and do something. I'm, I'm a bit like Luke. I'm quite interested to watch Ward Prowse and uh, Wilf um, and see how that develops. But I, th- I think we're playing well and it's a good bit of momentum and it would be fantastic if we could, as we've started to do, we've got four games to go. There's there's two or three very winnable games there. Um, so really, really quite excited and looking forward to it. Matt? Yeah, it'd, be nice, it'd, be nice, it'd be nice to continue the momentum, wouldn't it? And, and, and get as strong as yeah. finish as possible. Uh, and and yeah, you know, if if we can get to that game like we are hoping to, absolutely brilliant. That's going to be so. Um, yeah, and the things like you know the, the the banging of the seats when people stand out. That's the kind of thing we've we've missed for such a long period of time. It's those little things, you know, Luke going off to get his bottle. Yeah. You know the smell of that. <laughs> Don't know if that well, in May, look, is Luke going to get a bottle in May? Unbelievable. <laughs> I think they closed all catering facilities. I have to take my own tonight. I have to take my thermos. <laughs> take your own thermos. Have a day off. Have it's, a it's day off. Sort of those good. sorts of things that, that will be will be really really special to have back. So yeah, yeah. Onwards and upwards, and, yeah. and, and, and looking forward uh, to that one. Just just a point yeah, there before we round off the pod because I found the starting lineup for that Peter game I was talking about, bro. And uh, this is the oh, sixth of August. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. No, stop, Luke. Matt, let him put his anorak on first. Luke, put your anorak on before you give us this team. I've got my dressing gown. Sorry, mate. This back line is what I was talking about, right? So, yeah, Jules and go. The defensive lineup, and obviously not in this this position, but was Ryan McGibbon, Peter Ramage, Andrew Davies, and Paddy McCarthy. That was obviously you had. I think you had Paddy and Davies in the middle. Do you think? And then McGibbon and Ramage were right in the back. Did Tunchev come on? Because I thought Tunchev played in that game. I'm sure I remember him playing. Uh, Kev's loving this. He's, he was on the bench. I couldn't tell you. If he's I'll tell you what, boys. You need, uh, you need to get alive. We got bond. We got bond on the telly on a Sunday night, and you boys are arguing over a team from 2012. Hang on, a two seconds. Off. Two seconds. Just listen to the rest of this lineup, though. Right, <laughs> Johnny Parr, David Wright, miss, Darren. Ambrose, I'm missing Daniel Craig, KG, Sean Scannell, and Glenn Murray. And that, in yeah, August, that was ten years ago. It was Glenn Murray on oh, Scannell. What a team! I remember that. Because yeah. I remember we were talking yeah. about that being, a, that being a strike partnership, those two, Scannell and Murray. A large, yeah, because the goal Sam. came from the Lim- same Murray 
Murray, Listen, boys, on. how good was Scannell on the day with his pace? When Scannell got going, he was just lovely to watch, wasn't he? Smile he was on his face. One, though, he was another one who could really, really carry the ball well. Um, yeah. wasn't he? Yeah. he could sort of get his head down he could really do some some good stuff and, and it, it was yeah. it's a shame when it's, a, it's a shame he got a penalty when he came back to Palace that time against Huddersfield because I know he got a bit of a, a bit of um, abuse for that didn't he? didn't he yeah but it was a shame because you know I, I think of him in really high regard um, well, good player him. good player yeah. Sean Scannell great player for us we were there for his debut for goal bro. do you remember against Sheffield United when he, he lobbed the keeper in the last minute at the top yeah, that brilliant goal that was. Yeah, love that, love that. Well, look, we can reminisce all night, right? Brilliant. This pod will never finish. Chats, we, we've tonight celebrated a 2 0 victory. Um, as always, don't forget to follow us on social media at Six Pointer Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you very much for all those who have and do get in touch. Uh, we, we love to hear from you. So, you know, please, please do drop us a message. If you have questions for the pod, whether it's collectively or individually, please also do drop us a message. Uh, great to hear from you, and we really appreciate it. Don't forget to dial in. Don't forget to dial in next week. I mean, dial in, yeah, dial in. Dial in, dial Listen, listen. If there's any older members, send me a fax. I'll listen to what you can say. <laughs> Good stuff. Don't forget to subscribe to the Six Pointer Podcast on your favourite <laughs> podcast service. <laughs> These two are a couple of rascals, right? Chaps, Kev, Luke, yeah. <laughs> See you next time. See you. Up the Tuesday palace, night. Matthew. Up the palace. Up See the you palace. Night. And as always, up the palace. Up the palace. Up the palace. Up to palace. The Six Pointer Podcast. Uh-huh.